Welcome back to the podcast, lovely listeners, and welcome to another episode continuing on our February theme of relationships. So far, we focused mainly on the relationship with self and how we can look out for that and work on that with ourselves. But today's episode is going to be all about the magic of friendship. And to open up this conversation, I have some super special guests joining me that I am so excited about, Rachel Waring and Ellie Keim, friends and talented co-hosts of one of my personal favorite podcasts, The Business Proposal Podcast, a podcast for creative business owners by creative business owners. Ellie is a copywriter and enthusiast and the fitting founder of The Wedding Enthusiast and The Enthusiast. And she loves nothing more than injecting passion and personality into businesses' online presence, whether that's about their pages, their blogs, their emails, just helping business owners show up as their full selves and find clients who get it. Rachel is a creative consultant helping small business owners thrive by blending visuals and sales to bring more innovation to their content. She specializes in content strategy and Pinterest training for creatives to make it fun, innovative, and enjoyable again. In today's episode, we'll get to know Rachel and Ellie on a more personal level as they share their thoughts on friendship as well as their own personal friendship story. We'll chat about the values needed to maintain a close friendship, how to make new friendships as an adult, and how their own friendship has grown and changed as they've built their podcast together. So grab a cozy blanket, pop on your earphones, and get ready for a fun and meaningful conversation about friendship. My name's Laura, a teacher turned creator, but you can think of me like your new internet big sister. And each episode of Fill Up Your Cup, like a deep and meaningful conversation from a friend who never wants you to feel alone in what you're going through. Whether your confidence cup is dried up or your self-love cup is looking a little closer to empty than full, I'm gonna teach you how to add more feel-goodness back into your different cups and as a result, your life. So pop in your headphones, cozy up with a warm cup of tea or whatever takes your fancy and let me troubleshoot your problems with you because together and with the right mindset we can face anything Welcome to Fill Up Your Cup, Ellie and Rachel. I am so excited to have you on because I am a huge fan of what both of you do individually, but also of the business proposal podcast itself. I love listening to you guys while I'm doing your work. And I love that you have like that work-life balance of having the podcast on seasonal rotation. But I have to say when you are not uploading new episodes, my work week is very empty. So (laughs) I'm so excited to have you on and to chat with you about all things friendship, about how you guys started this project and lots of other lovely things as well. But before we dive into all of that, why don't you each introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Yay. Oh, thank you so much for having us. We are just as excited to, well, I speak for both of us. Like both of us. I'm like nodding. I'm nodding. I'm nodding. That doesn't work in a podcast, but I am nodding just to let everyone know. Yes. We're very, very excited to be here. Um, and yes, e- equally big fans of you. So many thanks. Thank um, you. Ellie, do you want to introduce yourself first? Yeah, I really thought that you were taking the mantle because you were just going in there with you. But fine, I will introduce myself. <laughs> no, no. Um... <laughs> Surprise attack. Oh, good Lord. Uh, Hello, I'm Ellie. Um, I run a business called The Enthusiast and I also run a business called The Wedding Enthusiast, although that name is changing soon. Um, And essentially my my, uh, MO is to celebrate people being themselves. So I'm a writer primarily helping people um, kind of show up without feeling like they're showing off, but also encouraging them to actually show off as well, because I think we don't do enough of it. Um, And yeah, I love people talking about what they're enthusiastic about. um, And I love helping people uh, yeah, be more authentic and be themselves and connect with the people who really get it because frankly life is too short. I mean that was very good after a surprise attack I must say. Yeah <laughs> she you know she you'd know she's a copywriter she's able to she's able to pull out that copy when she needs it it's like where is my script in the back of my mind? <laughs> <laughs> um, well I, I'll be 
much less well um, practiced and well worded than Ellie. But hello, I'm Rachel. I'm a creative consultant. So I basically started my sort of creative career life I guess in design so I worked in theatre and I also worked in weddings I went I sort of set up a wedding business after working in theatre for a while and from that business I basically realized that I love content and I know not everyone loves content but my favorite part of running a business was like marketing and running the content stuff and then I was like not everyone loves this why in fact (laughs) no one loves it why So I was like, maybe I should help people love it more. So that's what I do full time now. I yeah, basically help people find more fun and joy in the content and marketing side of their business, which I love. <laughs> Amazing. I love that both of you have so much passion for what you do. I mean, the enthusiasm, pardon the pun, <laughs> um, just really comes through when you talk about what you do, when you are on on your own podcast and just what you bring to the small business community as well. I think for me, listening to your show and what it has become is not just about the business advice, but that sense of community that comes through. And a lot of that is from your working chemistry. And I know that the Business Proposal podcast has a story in terms of how it came to be, especially (laughs) with both of you having different interests, different backgrounds. I mean, I know you both started in the wedding industry, but I would love to hear how it came about that you decided to create this project together. Um, I'm going to take this one because Rachel might burst into flames from embarrassment if she has to recount this herself. I I come out of this story exceptionally well. I really really do. Um, So Rachel and I had met a couple of times. We'd done a style shoot together in the wedding industry and also we'd worked on a wedding fair together. Uh, And I came away from that thinking, God, she has really cool hair and a lovely vibe. I wish her well in life. Rachel came away from that absolutely obsessed with me (laughs) and desperate to have more of me in her life. No, Um, she had wanted to to start a a business podcast specifically for uh, in the wedding industry kind of for a while, um, but had always imagined it with a co-host and um, thought that I would be a good fit. Decision, I think, you know, regrets daily <laughs> she got so much <laughs> what was she I for. Um, but yeah, and so we started the, the business proposal, which actually you can say so much better than I can. Every time you said it, I've been like, Laura, you've got a great command of our name. Whereas when really I say difficult. it, I'm like, I will admit, I've practiced saying it just because it's like stumbled off my tongue so many times because it is a bit of a mouthful. You'd think, though, with five years under, four years and five seasons under our belt, we'd had enough practice but maybe I just don't say enough because I'm just going to call it the to be fair your introduction is pre-recorded so you don't have to say it every week exactly (laughs) it's also very old and we keep saying we need to re-record it but we keep putting it off just because it's so hard to say so we've got the same one since 2021 it works it works I mean I I love the origin story of of your show just because not only is it an amazing story in terms of small business community coming together and creating something to uplift your other small business community members. But I also love that it was something that sparked out of an idea out of just like two working engagements with each other that you didn't really fully know each other yet. And this has grown into something that is not only an amazing project and has been super successful for both of you, but also has sparked a friendship. Would you say that the the friendship grew with the podcast or was it already you could see a friendship there before you started it or did you not expect that to happen I mean it was definitely my secret ve- not vendetta isn't the right word <laughs> but a positive vendetta plot yeah that was my secret plot I was like I what a way to find early. out I'm gonna be murdered live on a podcast <laughs> That's not a word I'm looking for there's another word but no I was it it was definitely I it, it's not that we were I mean we'd literally like Ellie is right we'd literally met each other twice uh and I you would know, say we were like, pre-friends like I liked yeah. you very much and I thought we could be friends but I could not yeah. see how that happened because you lived we four friendly. hours away <laughs> well yes exactly we lived in completely different areas of the country uh but I think you know we and also we were sort of we'd like chat we'd you know reply to each other's stories it wasn't like we'd only yeah. spoken twice you know mm, we were yeah. like insta pals sort of but <laughs> But yeah, we'd we'd met each other twice. So I obviously hoped that it would turn into a friendship because I think it would be weird if it didn't. It's like quite a big 
things. It's like to having take a child. I mean, offense, a massive offense caused to every parent in the world here, but it is a bit like having a child, as much as I would know what the experience of having a child is like. Like, we're in constant <laughs> communication. We have to be really honest with each other. Like, it, it would be a massive undertaking I think if we didn't like each other as much and like you know some people do have that as a business relationship but I don't think either of us were looking for an extra business because we had enough going on business admin wise already Mm. I think what makes it so what made it worth all the hard work in the initial stages before we had the community and the vibe that we've got now what made it worth it was the fact that we liked each other so much and we were getting so much from it ourselves and I think it was kind of like well this is a cool project if nobody listens and it just you know runs its course that's fine obviously we're very grateful that four years down the line it has now become a much bigger beast and and has lots of other pluses as well as each other well I think speaking from listening to it that it has become what it has become because of the the chemistry that you guys have in the show because small business is it's a covered topic there's a lot out there and there's a lot of boring stuff out there I mean the (laughs) hardest part about being a small business owner often is first of all feeling alone in what you're doing and second of all having to educate yourself about all the boring admin everything that you need to do I've never been more excited about learning about profit first than when you guys covered it or like getting on LinkedIn all of that stuff just seemed very boring to me but I feel like you bring a lot of that just real human side to it through not only like the topics you talk about but the fact that you are sharing your shared experience with it and I think because of your personalities being really different that that really comes across in it (laughs) I can see Ellie laughing like "Mm." yeah no it's because it's so funny that because it's it's just not what we imagined I mean we're very grateful that's very kind of you to say but it's not what we imagined at all like originally we really thought it was going to be like people going to be sat there listening in like a sensory deprivation room with just the headphones in like making notes on what we say and so if you listen back to the start of the podcast which we ask you not to do really yeah um, I mean from... it, really we should just delete them but we won't uh, yeah just erase them from the internet ideally um I think they're a lot more like structured in inverted commas and they have a lot more like they were much easier to quantify in terms of like content whereas now I think we've kind of learned that as you say the kind of the community and the lived experience side is what we've got to bring and yeah the the a big one of the biggest things that's come out of it is that Rachel and I approach things in such a different way which we could never have imagined uh well I don't yeah. know maybe this was maybe this was part of Rachel's vendetta all along was that no. we, god we're complete opposites um but it's so good it's so weird because I think originally when we first started out with it a lot of our conversations were how similar we were we were talking yeah. about how similar we were like I think because we're both quite anxious beans uh and you know like I think sometimes we approach things very similarly but actually what we've learned through working together is how different we are and actually we I think we started out thinking we were I think we used to even say like are we the same person but as we've moved through actually it's like are we the opposite person (laughs) (laughs) that's so so, I mean I could never imagine you two thinking you were the same I mean, I, I I love the fact that you are so different. I think that's one of the reasons I was so interested in having you on to talk about this this particular topic, because I think a lot of the time when we are seeking friendships and connections with other people, we do look for similarities first. But there is something interesting from connecting and forming like a deep relationship with someone who is almost the yin to your yang, someone who balances your weaknesses and strengths. Do you find that on working on this project together? Because I mean, a podcast has a lot of admin in it. It has a lot of creativity as well. But how do you find the the balance in coming together on a single project? I think we're really lucky in that sense, because I do think that we have almost the, like again, opposite brains. I think we have opposite skills as well. Like I really, the idea of writing the show notes and running the social media and also I, I mean actually I always feel like Ellie's doing literally the lion's share of the work because I, the main thing that I'm doing is but may, like but may I point out that Rachel sits in a cave for four hours every week and edits our voices which I would not be able to listen back to so I feel like she does the lion's share because we are both doing the bits that we that come more naturally to us like it yeah. is it is brilliant and again that's not something we knew or anticipated we could have known at the start but actually it's worked out so well and not even in terms of like you know actually breaking down the jobs we have to do but just the way we approach things I think is so different and it's really great to have that kind of like 
person who can not push back in a, in a bad way but just be like have you considered this this is actually how I see it and then we can meet in the middle on a lot of things which I think is just makes for a much like richer experience yeah because I mean that was going to be my next question how did you navigate going into starting a project with someone who was as you said a pre-friend in terms <laughs> of finding that balance between wanting to do this project together but also a new friendship mm. Yeah, that's such a good question. And I'm almost like, I, I almost don't know how it happened because it just happened because it had to, I guess. But I honestly think one of the things that really helped us in the beginning, even though it was a massive faff, is the fact that I lived like four hours away. I lived in Derbyshire at the time. It was before I moved back to London where Ellie lives. And it because of that we had to work in like really intense periods like we had to we had a lot of sleepovers like it was very sort of like hello we've just met and now I'm like in, in my pajamas in your house <laughs> and now I'm moving in for four days <laughs> yeah so I think that very much helped like escalate things I guess I think you're right like the the kind of the time blocking of it almost it was like you know a good way of getting stuff done sometimes is to set yourself set hours for stuff and I don't think we did that really because we were talking about the podcast literally all the time but working on it was very much something that we would do in person so we had like two days here and there to do that and I think you're right Rach because I couldn't think of you know we didn't set out to be like hello person I hardly know here are all of my boundaries and this is what you need yeah. to do um <laughs> I think that kind of that kind of came later I guess but uh yeah I think the time blocking as you say Rach which was a massive help to kind of just establish it and then I think we just fell into it really um, yeah which is not particularly helpful <laughs> as we say in terms of advice on a business podcast but um yeah I think the the kind of the setting out the time to do it was was a real key thing yeah and we did we definitely tried to sort of we from the beginning we were like okay I'll do this you do this where there was a lot of that but it didn't fall into place straight away and I know definitely on my side there was a lot of feeling of like oh no am I doing enough work like am I uh, am I taking enough of a share you know I think there was a and on my side there was also is Rachel doing enough work is she taking enough <laughs> of a share <laughs> no I'm joking but yeah there's, there definitely was a lot of that feeling of like and also I definitely felt a lot of um I don't know if it if it became stressful at any point because it was my idea I definitely like had a lot of guilt sometimes to start with because I was like I brought this on us <laughs> this is my fault I take responsibility for it <laughs> yeah but like but like three years down the line I feel like our friendship has got to a point where I'm like Rachel stop being such an idiot like I absolutely love this it's fine whereas at the time I don't think I quite realized the extent of that because I don't think we'd got to that point yet where you would be able to be like oh my god I'm passing so I would be like oh my god this is so stressful and Rachel would be sat there silently like oh my god she hates me and I would go away <laughs> thinking cool <laughs> like it was this you has know, been great. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a lovely interaction. Whereas Rachel was like having an absolute spiral because I just I didn't yeah. know her well enough yet. But um, yeah, I, I feel like we're there now. Yeah, I think, I mean, you've touched on a, a very important point there in, in any relationship that we have, whether it's like friendship or work or when we're starting a new romantic relationship, there is that period of where you have things that you don't communicate because you're not sure of how the other person's going to take it. So, I mean, I guess my next question would be if there is someone out there who is considering starting a creative project with their friends, because I mean, we do live in a digital age, everybody's doing something creative, either on TikTok or Instagram or a podcast. What advice would you give to someone who is considering taking on a project like this with a friend I have in my notes I literally have don't be afraid to check in with each other and be honest about what you want because I do think yeah. that's that's the thing um because yeah I just think without that it's it's not destined to fail that's very dramatic um but the the likelihood of things getting more muddled I think is much higher whereas I think if you can go into it from the start being like this is what I'm looking to get out of this what are you looking to get out of it and just having that more like codified I think that's much but and you're right it's the same with any relationship like honesty and you know giving them everything you've got and knowing that they're going to give you everything they've got as well in terms of like honesty and what they want I think that's a bigger thing and I also think we're a lot better at it culturally now than we were maybe five or ten years ago at like not only knowing what we want but feeling okay to be like this is how I feel these are my boundaries and I feel okay expressing those um mm -hmm. I mean, I continually ruin Rachel's boundaries anyway, but that's not the point. <laughs> well, I mean, I would, what I would add to that as well is I think we've reached a time where we're comfortable not only expressing that, but also getting more comfortable at hearing it 
yes. said to us when we cross yeah. other people's boundaries because Definitely. it's a word that's being more used more um so i think like that's a it's an exciting time to be in when i think about like next generations that are coming up how much anxiety and stress millennials have because we were raised still in that area mm. of certain feelings are good feelings and certain feelings are bad feelings and we can communicate things but we have to be careful not to offend someone but like getting to the point of just telling someone how you feel is often more helpful and can save a friendship or a relationship more than protecting that person from your feelings yes that yeah. was such a teachery thing of you to say because you said that you're excited <laughs> for future generations and I was like so excited for myself <laughs> <laughs> oh god so funny I, what I'd add to that as well is like something I really struggled with on this topic is I I wasn't really sure what my boundaries were so mm. it's actually really difficult to communicate what your boundaries are if you don't know what they are mm. so I'm like a classic bottler and it's something I'm like really really trying to get better at and Ellie's been on the receiving end of that because sometimes I'll I won't know that I'm bottling stuff up and I'll just like have this slow sort of like bottling feeling and then I'll, I'll just be like for no reason well like for like the tiniest reason ever and it's because I've not realized that I've not been clear I've not been checking in with myself mm -hmm. so you can't have those healthy boundaries with each other if you don't know what your own boundaries are first it's definitely a big lesson that I've had that is very in line with our February theme for the podcast we are doing a lot of talk at the moment around that relationship with self um, and just last week I did a whole episode on exactly this in that you have to get to know yourself before you can expect someone mm. else to know you because it's so true what you said so often we don't recognize the underlying thing that's building up which does cause all of that friction. I would love to dive into the topic of friendship a little bit more, but also like adult friendships, because this is something that I'm really interested in. And I think it comes from the fact that I am someone who's socially anxious. So I've had very unusual experience with friendship just because of the fact that my anxiety has blocked me a lot of the time from connecting with new people or maintaining friendships just because that is something that gets in the way. It's definitely a topic or an area that I, as an adult, am still learning to navigate. So I'd love to know from you, how have your priorities around friendship in general changed as adults compared to how they were when you were younger? This is such a good question. I feel like actually one of the things that really taught me about adult friendships personally was I mentioned sort of moving away to Derby and then moving back to London again that experience really taught me how important adult friendships are because the moving location even though it's not it's, you know it's not a different country <laughs> but it is like a very different it's a completely different lifestyle from living in London I really I really sort of noticed that and it, it made me realize actually like how important those I think it's like-minded friendships like that having having like-minded people around you that I suddenly was like oh yeah that's a massive value of mine and actually the podcast and the whole project of it was such a big turning point in that because suddenly I went from you know basically chatting to my husband and my cat about <laughs> business all day to then having you know an outlet where we could have guests and also I was chatting to Ellie all the time so I think that was definitely a sort of realization that it doesn't even have to be in person sometimes even even if it transitions to in person I think even if you just have one one outlet for that like-minded friendship then that can help massively I don't know if that made any sense it was a bit of a ramble but no it definitely makes sense for me and I can relate to that whole like moving away thing obviously from a bigger scale for me because I live in Italy yeah and one of the things that I, I realized in terms of adult friendship values was exactly what you said that that traditional idea that a friendship is just an in-person connection when you're someone who lives in a country where you are far away from not only people who speak your own language but people who have the same ideas or same experiences that you had or are working in the same community like the online business world being able to connect with my community online has been such a huge outlet in exactly the same way that you said just like even connecting with people in dms or someone responding to something that you've shared it's that sense of it's more than just me that's feeling this and and feeling uplifted and feeling you have a safe space to share other ideas as well yeah 100 percent. i think it's just seeing your life reflected in someone else and just being like i'm not alone 
Yeah. Because like one of the things I remember you saying, Rach, when you moved was that some people's advice to you to find friends had been like, oh, we'll just have a baby and then you'll make friends with other people in the playgrounds. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think that's the right reason to do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that was that frustrated was, got, me so much. That was you got that like consistently, advice. didn't you? Yeah. Which I yeah. just think is absolutely wild. Like nobody was like, oh, I've heard about this cool thing. I mean, obviously, like we're old. We're not that old. It was only five years ago. Like Instagram was very much established as a thing. Nobody was like, why don't you find some online pals and we still that thing of like oh online friendships aren't real friendships yeah. putting in massive inverted mm. commas obviously like and yeah everyone's answer is like oh just um yeah have a child like brilliant that's a really short-term yeah. solution <laughs> cheers pals yeah. can't believe that someone gave you that advice more than one person gave you that and constant it's the only advice i got and the thing is is that i totally get where it's coming from like it makes sense for parents who already want to be parents <laughs> but as yes. a way and means of getting the only way to get friends in this new place that i'd, that I'd moved to it's mm. obviously not the only way to make friends there i'm not saying that that like you, you know no one makes friends in the midlands obviously <laughs> but it it was definitely over the overwhelming advice that i got um like that was that was the way the way uh, and yeah it's wow. not, not a workable solution i feel like i i here was i thinking that we'd lived in a time that was slightly more modern than that you're a woman yeah. the only way you can make new friends is to have a child and meet them on the yeah. playground <laughs> Literally. Also, oh like goodness. real long-term strategy. Like, you're not going to go to school till three years time. What are you going to do yeah. in the interim three years? Like, just such flawed advice on so many levels. <laughs> so yeah. many levels. But also, I mean, if you're going through a period of change, and and not just to take a tangent, but I just feel like this needs to be said yeah. for anyone who's <laughs> listening who might have received this advice. If you're going through a period of change where you are yourself trying to figure out what you want, what you need, and and you said as well that you were in that moment where you were figuring out what your own boundaries were to go and bring another tiny human being into that scenario that <laughs> you have to figure out what their needs are when you don't know what your own are just is a recipe for yeah. not feeling content is how I'll word it in terms I mean it yeah. comes back to that you need to find yourself first in a lot of these situations yeah. if you have the privilege to do that so yeah, just like someone found the baby like as soon as it can talk or whatever you're like wheeling it off to the playground it's being like mummy needs to make friends and the baby's like <laughs> <laughs> like it just doesn't oh, make God. any sense <laughs> oh, yes. what, a, what a story to tell your child in years to come how did you yeah. know you wanted, how did you know you wanted to be a parent well actually i didn't i just really wanted some friends yeah, yeah exactly. like, no oh, friends. you know you know your auntie sue well she's the real reason i had you like what are you talking about oh, you were God. a mere conduit yeah exactly. <laughs> you were a means to an end oh yes not Let's... less advice <laughs> let's uh come back to the topic of um friendship from a, a normal <laughs> a more yeah. realistic way of creating friendships and starting new friendships um what are your values in a friendship so now that you've had experiences in your teens and your 20s what have you realized are your values when you are forming new friendships now as an adult this is such a good question because i don't think i've ever consciously thought about it um but i think like um what for me what comes out and I don't know I don't quite know what word is I don't know if it's honesty or integrity or authenticity pre-Instagram bastardizing that word or whether it's just like respect I think somebody really coming into it just respecting who you are and what you want and and that I think is the main thing because there's so many other surface level things that can you know serve their purpose at a time mm -hmm. or not um but I think the the respect piece is so important because we never know what's going to happen obviously big life changes happen and I think respect is one of the best ways to weather that um and also just like having respect for other people and the planet and things like that I think that's a pretty good way of working out whether somebody's going to be a positive force in your life is like do they care about anything I think that's quite a good um yeah quite a good marker for me yeah I think having having life life values matching is yeah definitely like for sure really a big one and I think also it's knowing and I think this is said a lot about romantic relationships but it's not said as much about friendships I think not expecting one person to like fulfill every single need you have for friendships mm -hmm. I think it's you know we all have friends who fulfill different you know and that sounds like again they're pawns in your life not in that way but you know they they are they're friends for different reasons and I think 
that's okay. Every friend doesn't have to be everything because I think that's quite a lot of pressure for anyone to bear. So I think knowing knowing that there is a sort of a value exchange there as well. Yeah, it's not like one-sided. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's easier to achieve when it's when you're not expecting everything from one person. I I love that you brought that in about it's said about romantic relationships, but not about friendships, because that was one of the reasons I was really interested to bring this topic to the podcast, because and it leads me well to my next question. I feel like we talk a lot now on social media about red flags and relationships and and romantic relationships specifically, but we don't think about that in terms of the other relationships in our our lives. And a lot of the time for many of us, our experience with friendships are the people that we met in school who are our friends at a certain period in time that we hold onto as friends, whether or not our values still align. And we don't reflect on those relationships in the same way we would if we were in a romantic relationship with someone and we started to see that change in values over time. So my next question for you is, what would your friendship red flags be? I think the main thing actually is how you feel around the person. So it doesn't matter, you know, what 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 the actual things are, but if you feel like something is is draining you rather than uplifting you, I think that's it's actually more of an intuitive thing rather than like phys- like actual things that someone's doing. It's more like how does it make you feel? And if it's something that is a sort of constant drain on your energy, then that's and it, the thing is, it might it also might not even be that person's fault either. Like it's not like that there's red flags that people do. And it's like, if you do this thing, you're out. <laughs> but it's more, you know, sometimes people are in your life for a season and then they're they they won't be anymore. And it's not anything to do with them, it's to do with like where you are as a person as well. So I think it's for me, it would be coming back to how how you feel. That was very beautifully put. I'm going to have to take that out and use that as a quote for the episode. (laughs) Add to Instagram template. Ellie, do you have any friendship red flags? I don't think so. God, I sound like I was crying. Like, I don't think so. It was a very emotional response. It was. It's so true. And I agree with every word of it. I really do. I think it is about how you feel. And I think what you said about um, friends from school is really interesting because, like, um, I'm still very lucky to be my best friends from school they all finally moved down to London I played the long game they all finally live within a couple of miles of me nearly a decade in waiting but they came um and so I've been very lucky in that they still are really positive brilliant influences and and forces in my life um but I do think it is the the kind of knowing that and this isn't a red flag but kind of on, on the back of what Rachel was saying like it is just knowing that sometimes friendships do just dwindle and that is just sometimes how it works um, and that, that doesn't mean that your friendship meant any less and I do think the whole conversation about friendship really does need to change like you were saying because we just don't treat it with enough um, reverence in society like we do about um, about romantic relationships and I think that's why like um, you know Dolly Alderton's Everything I Know About Love was so sensational and stuff like that because the and Sarah Pascoe did a, a I don't know whether it was a book or a podcast a few years ago, but she's asked what the great love of her life was. And it was her best friend. She was like, honestly, and I I do think our conversation about how important friendships are and how brilliant they are. But also, you know, the flip side of that is how stressful they can be and how traumatic it can be when they break up and society doesn't really treat it as a breakup. It's like, oh, they were just a friend. And it's like, yes, they were my best friend. Like, what are you talking about? Mm. Um, We often talk about the loves of our lives as in like romantically being our best friends, but we don't often talk about our best friends being the love of our lives. And I do think that's like a change that we could make. Um, So yeah, that's not an answer to anything about red flags, but just that was a co-signing of Rachel's point. it was I I really resonate with what you said and I think I agree with what you said about it needs to be more and of an important conversation also in terms of how it adds to other our other relationships in life as Rachel brought up already as that outlet that we have a space to vent about whether that's work or about our romantic partners because when we choose to live our life with someone it doesn't mean there's going to be that there's not going to be something about them that absolutely drives us nuts but if we are only venting that to them then that's not healthy for that relationship so I think 
having other healthy relationships. And as Rachel said, having people in your life who do different things for you or bring different value to you and that you can add value to in different ways helps create that balance of, I guess, making you feel more like a whole person rather than just someone who is giving everything to a singular person or just to your family. Leading on from that, and also I think, Rachel, you could have an interesting perspective to add to this because you shared about this on your stories recently about creating friendships within the small business community when you started out and how intimidating that can be as an adult because again, when we're kids, we're in school and that's just part of the culture of the system that we're in is we make friends and we bond. But when we become adults, and we go out into the working world, often we feel like it's difficult to make new friendships. And I know from reading listeners' questions and listeners' stories that that is something that they struggle with as adults as well. So what advice would you both give to someone who is looking to get out there and make new friends or make new connections as an adult in the modern world? And don't say have babies. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. I heard this brilliant advice once that was given to me. May I pass it on to you? No. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, if anyone's in that space of feeling like they are, I guess, feeling a little bit lonely in that sense of, you know, like-minded friends, just firstly want to, like, send lots of love for that because it's a really, really tricky space to be in. And I think we don't often feel a lot of empathy, like when we're in that position we don't feel empathy from other people because you know that's the that's one of the byproducts of feeling a bit lonely so sending loads and loads of love um for anyone who is feeling like that and I think the main thing is knowing that it isn't it's it's temporary (laughs) it will last forever yeah (laughs) and the one thing to remember is that will be it forever (laughs) no there's your clip for social media Laura so sorry Uh, what what that really was a bit of a like a punch in the face wrapped in a nice wrapping paper um (laughs) no it is temporary because I think if someone had came to some if someone came to me when I was in that position and feeling like you know I, I would go to small business events and and sort of feel a little bit like everyone's got friends and everyone knows each other and everyone has their groups and I just feel like I'll never be there I'll never have that and I think now if someone had shown me like all the amazing pals I have now who all you know like so so many talented people and through the podcast we get to speak to so many amazing people and our listeners are so amazing like we have such an amazing community around both of our business separately but also with the podcast as well and I never would have believed that that could be the case in like as little as as you know four or five years so I think trusting that that it can change and then unfortunately one of the main ways to to make that change is to just put yourself out there in in what what other way what whatever ways you can so whether that is online or whether it is going to the odd event if that's you know accessible to you uh or even just you know joining a space online that you can connect with people you will be rewarded for putting yourself out there basically even though the hardest bit will be at the start but after you've done it for a bit it just suddenly becomes so much easier yeah I I totally agree with that I mean again from my personal experience just to add on to that as someone who struggles with social anxiety that is the hardest part because for me I do not know how to make small talk like I cannot explain to people how it is about my brain doesn't process that I don't know how to start a conversation and so Having to learn that as an adult, because really dealing with my social anxiety started as an adult in like my late college years and realizing that, you know, it comes from putting yourself out there and just putting your authentic self out there. You form more valuable connections. You will find your people. It might not be the first people that you connect with, but you will find your people who who show up for you because of who you are and you add value to them because of who you are as well. I would like to remind everyone that it is constant and it will never let up no um <laughs> I... <laughs> I thought that was... i'm so sorry so sorry everyone i really thought she was going somewhere different <laughs> it is a constant no. journey of joy <laughs> no no terror no um yes i think that's i think the one of the things i think to remember is that online friendships are as real as real life again in inverted commas friendships i think the conversation around online life is light years behind where it should be um and i really do think like 
some people feel like their friendships are less than or view them externally as less than because they've never met the person in real life but I don't think that matters anymore I don't uh, you know I just I, so if you have somebody that you chat to all the time but then you go oh well we've never met so we're not really friends it's like if they bring joy to your life and you feel like you can tell them anything and you feel like they're a friend then they are a friend and I think hopefully that makes people feel a bit better but obviously in-person contact is still you know has its own kind of special pluses as well and I think one of the things is about kind of on the piece of social anxiety and putting yourself out there because unfortunately I've not got any other wisdom to bring other than just like unfortunately it's one of those things you have to do um I think is finding like-minded people in the first place so you know there are events for example that have the kind of like yellow green red like button system to show like how socially anxious you are and whether you'd like people to come up to you or like you know going to an event where you know that everybody feels the same so that you don't have to immediately upon meeting them saying hello I'm Lauren I'm very socially anxious you they kind of know that already and so you know that you're on a common ground and you've got you've got that in common and that you're both going to be kind of just navigating this like strange and stressful terrain together I think that's um quite an important thing as well um but also on the other side if you're not if the idea of putting yourself out there doesn't terrify you I do think the idea of just shooting your shot is is really key I feel like you know we always whenever we go to message somebody like oh should we meet up or whatever and like we read out Rachel's original email and our on our podcast episode a few weeks ago um and it was so because literally after every sentence she apologizes for her own existence she's like I'm so sorry oh god like even the title the subject line was like crazy exciting idea brackets but maybe really stupid um yeah. but nobody and we always feel like that when we're sending when we're like the one taking the step because it is scary and putting ourselves out there is terrifying but you've I don't think anyone's ever been on the receiving end of a message saying would you like to go for a coffee would you like to do this thing I really like what you do and thought god that's weird they thought wow that's so brave and I'm so glad they said that because I was thinking that but I didn't have the balls to send it Mm -hmm. um and so I think keeping that in mind is um yeah that's been useful to me I think when I've messaged people that I've met online and then been like oh do you want to go for a coffee in real life and they've been oh my god yeah babe sure and I've been like oh okay cool so I've been stressing about that for four weeks for absolutely nothing cool 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 (laughs) I've rewrote this message a hundred times and that's all it was (laughs) yeah and they reply like yeah great and I'm like oh okay so you didn't notice the second sentence when I switched that round from my original plan okay cool yeah let's go let's move for coffee fine 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 (laughs) be cool be cool (laughs) I think you've hit a very important point there in that often we forget that the impact in starting a friendship in putting yourself out there because you make someone else feel seen in trying to be seen yourself and it 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 all boils down to that human connection thing as well which we it's one of our primary needs as human beings we strive to connect we crave that connection and it's not just from romantic relationships which is the traditional life path we're taught you know we have to find a partner we have to get married we have to go down these milestones and we don't really put as much importance as we should in a modern world on the other forms of connection that we can have in our lives through in-person friendships through friendships with people who are experiencing the same things as us because they're work colleagues or they're in a group or a class with us and also in as you've pointed out internet friends online friends because a lot of us are online now for our work or our business or our passion projects and we often feel like we're going through that struggle alone while everyone else out there is also feeling like they're going through it alone and joining those groups and connecting with other people having those dms going through those struggles about coding a website or dealing with reels or whatever it is. It's just that human connection of letting someone else feel seen while also feeling seen yourself. Hey, lovely listeners. Are you struggling to make an impact on Pinterest? Do you want to use the power of this powerful platform to drive more traffic to your website and grow your business? If so, then you need to check out Rachel's Ignite training. This is a comprehensive course designed to help you master Pinterest marketing and create a winning strategy that will take your business to the next level. In the training, Rachel shares her proven tactics for creating compelling content, optimizing your profile and boards, and using Pinterest analytics to refine your approach. 
You'll learn how to create click-worthy pins, how to use Pinterest SEO to boost your visibility, and how to leverage the platform's algorithm to get your content in front of more viewers. And best of all, you'll be part of a community of like-minded entrepreneurs and content creators who will support you every step of the way. This is in no way sponsored, by the way. I am a former student of Rachel's Ignite training, and I absolutely loved it when I did it. And I can't praise Rachel or this training enough. It has completely changed my approach to Pinterest and made it just fun and approachable for me and taken the app from a space where I used to just go to browse for interior design inspiration or nail art ideas and turned it into a platform that I love creating for, love showing up on, and that helps me and my business reach and connect with new people. So if you want to learn more about Pinterest, if you're ready to ignite your Pinterest strategy and go beyond just pinning inspiration for your next content creation ideas and instead start creating your own content for Pinterest and start seeing real results around it, head over to Rachel's website or click the link in the show notes and sign up for Ignite today. With her expert guidance and your own dedication, you can make Pinterest work for you and take your business to new heights. I am aware of the time, so I am going to round things up. Um, as you know, this podcast is called Fill Up Your Cup Podcast. Um, so something that I like to ask all of my guests is to share a way that you are filling into your own cup right now. For me, at the moment, I'm really enjoying walking, especially because we've just moved somewhere that has a, an abundance of lovely parks. So I'm really like soaking that up. And there's a walk that I like to do in the morning and on the walk there's a duck pond so I go and say hi to the ducks and then there's also a really really lovely view of London like from the top of the hill so I usually walk past the ducks say a little hello to the ducks who are now <laughs> talk about making friends as an adult go and make friends with the ducks <laughs> <laughs> but also how many conversations have those ducks on your Instagram stories sparked <laughs> well uh, well exactly they're great for the content thanks pals um but yeah go going and having a look at the ducks and then going and having a look at London so for some reason I think maybe because I moved back into London it's a really nice reminder of like why I'm here where I, I'm where I want to be and it feels very grounding so yeah walking for me mine's um mine's less outdoors <laughs> mine is um crafts I've got so many projects that I have never like just don't have the time to start or whatever but instead of and it's so obvious, but instead of sitting on my laptop in front of the TV on an evening, I'm now putting down my laptop and starting my craft projects instead. Um, like I'm making a beaded lanyard for my ID card for my workspace because everyone has a boring black one and I'm like, oh, I'm going to put some beads on it. Uh, and I've got a tablecloth that I'm embroidering. Um, yeah, so just doing stuff with my hands that's not um, laptop-based work has been a game changer, would you believe? <laughs> I, I have to say, I'm a bit surprised that you're the one that's saying that. I really thought that Rachel was going to say collaging yeah, or paperwork. Like or... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've definitely swapped. Oh, look, we were the same brain and then we were two brains and now we've merged into one brain, but we're crossing over and going the yeah. other way. This is I just the natural it's, life it's cycle spectrum. of the podcast. A... <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all of your lovely stories and for being vulnerable about your own experiences with friendship. And I hope that... Um, everyone who's listening is going to be able to take away something from this. Uh, where can our listeners find you? And do you have any offerings coming up in your own businesses that you would like to share with them that they might be interested in? So you can find Rachel by the duck pond. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me on my sofa, never leaving the house. No. Um, so the business proposal you can find at the business proposal podcast.com. We are on Instagram at business proposal podcast. So many B's, so many P's. Um, I have thousands of homes on the internet, one of which is the enthusiast and co. Um, and I'm not going to bother telling you my other one because the title will change soon. Well, I mean, it's the wedding enthusiast, but it will change soon. I'm um, so excited for this change. I mean, I've, uh, you've stressed. been teasing it for so long now. I know. <laughs> and that's that's another thing that Rachel's had to deal with for maybe about seven years now. Um, but yeah, that's that's me. So I am at Rachel Emma Waring, pretty much everywhere on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, rachelemmawaring.com. <laughs> uh, and I am 
actually, I don't know when this is going out, but I'm running a free Pinterest challenge soon. So that might be something that's fun. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing lots of Pinterest stuff at the moment. So that's basically, <laughs> that's my current, current obsession and outward energy that's where all of that is going <laughs> i think this is going out the week you are running your pinterest challenge oh fun so Great. people can find you if they're interested in doing their pinterest strategy this year yeah because it will be just in time for what comes after that pinterest challenge yes. which i am a very big fan of <laughs> yeah yes yeah, so fun yeah i'm very much in like launch mode at the moment so yes it is a very fun time but yes you are a treasured treasured past pal <laughs> of those things It was such a joy chatting with Rachel and Ellie today, learning more about their friendship and their podcast journey. Before we wrap up, I want to remind you, lovely listeners, to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And if you're not already, follow us on Instagram as at fillupyourcuppod for behind the scenes updates and to continue the conversation over there. I love chatting with you all in the comments and DMs. So reach out and share your thoughts on today's episode. And if you did enjoy today's episode, please take a moment to rate and review it wherever you love to listen to your podcasts. This really helps spread the word about the show and it helps me connect with even more amazing people like you. Finally, if it's been a while since you did so, let this be your reminder to reach out to one of your friends today and let them know how much they mean to you. If you made it to the end of this episode, I want you to take a moment right now and remember that you are worthy of feel-good feelings. If you enjoyed today's episode, let me know by leaving a review or rating this episode wherever you like to listen to your podcast. And don't forget to hit subscribe or follow on your podcast streaming app so that you never miss out on new episodes. If you want to submit a question or a story for a future episode or add to our suggestion cup, you can do so by heading on over to laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash podcast or by clicking the link in the show notes. You can also reach out to me by finding the podcast on Instagram as at fillupyourcuppod and you can send me a DM with your questions, stories, or ideas for the show. Don't forget, you can't pour from an empty cup. So give yourself a big hug from me right now and promise me you'll do one thing today that brings you joy. <laughs>